welcome to the b-sides hello hello <laughs> good morning hello <laughs> hello good morning <laughs> Um, welcome. Uh, this is a nice podcast and safe space where we take pop music seriously, but not ourselves. Mm-hmm. For the people out there who are counting down the days for Kesha's new album and also wondering when Pete Buttigieg is going to drop out of the race, because do we need another moderate white man? I don't think so. Um, and I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I just, I, I wonder if by the time this episode drops, maybe he's out. I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to say you're 100% wrong, but okay. do my it. heart is beating so fast just thinking about it. The joy, it would, the like dopamine rush that it would bring you. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of don't think so because he's doing so well in the Iowa polls. Okay, you're but, right, you're right. You know, when this podcast drops, it'll be 2020, which means it'll be finally be the year of the election. Lordy. Ooh. I can't wait. 2020. It's Who would have thunk it? Anyway, I'm Becky. I'm Mimi. I'm Hannah Zo. And please, if you're interested in keeping up with the Kardashians and keeping up with us, subscribe. If you haven't already, we come out every other Wednesday, although this is sadly the end of season one, so we will not <gasps> be coming out in any more other Wednesdays. I had to like break it to you. I had to break <laughs> it to you. I had to rip the bandaid off. I couldn't, couldn't diddle daddy around those facts. This is it for right oh, now, no. but we will be back. We're going to Take stock of ourselves, recharge, mm-hmm. evaluate, listen to Kesha's album, cry. Yeah. And get back out there. Yeah. It's like Eat, Pray, Love, but with music and other stuff. Hopefully we'll have a Lord album too. <gasps> Could you imagine? That and an Adele album. The year of our Lord 2020. Oh, <laughs> 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 one can We're gonna have a Dixie Chicks album. Yeah. yeah. For the first oh, yeah. time in 14 years. Yes. Next year. I don't know when though. That's truly a year of our Lord. Mm. Yeah. I think we're expecting a lot of albums in 2020, but yeah. on today's episode, we are going to talk about the decade that's behind us. And if you, you mm-hmm. can't see me, but I'm gesturing behind that, me. That away. Um, well, we're going to be talking about, well, our favorites of 2020 or sorry. Whoa. Whoa. I wish our favorites of the tens what mm-hmm. we're looking forward to in the 20s and everything in between um so usually we go through all the ways you can contact us contact us at the end of the episode but to keep the momentum going while we're on a break follow us on social media and those links are in the bio and please though while we're on hiatus, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. This really helps yeah. us. Screenshot your review and DM it to us, and we'll reply something fun and nice. Probably yeah. give you a heart. Maybe even a zine. Yes. Hannah, do you want to talk about the zine? Oh, hell yeah. Um, the zine is uh, the B-Sides community little f- fun physical copy of all of our hopes and dreams, a.k.a. art and writing about pop music. Um, and if you write a review um, and screenshot it to us and DM it to us on Instagram at listen to the B-Sides, we'll send you one for free. They're usually just $6 though. So not a huge cost savings, not super steep, but um, zine orders are still totally open. We have plenty left. Um, I mean, not plenty, but you should, you should get on it, but we do have um, enough left. If you, if you want one, uh, you can either go to the description in the, um, in iTunes, or you can go to bit.ly slash buy B-Side Zine 2019. It's a fun one. It is a fun one. It's a pretty one. 
Um, so today, as I mentioned, I have to burp. Not coming anyway. Today, as I mentioned, um, we will be doing the 2019 recap and the decade. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, what's up with you guys before we dig into that? Anything fun? Anything you're listening to? Um, I just saw that Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You" mm. has has hit number one <gasps> for the first time. Wow! For the first time? Yes, in 25 years. Wow. Number one, number one. So, you know, that dates me as currently being in December. Um, But, you know, that's exciting. And I've also been listening to Harry Styles' um, new album a lot, which which I think is excellent. Yes. Yeah. What do we think? We like Fine Line? I like it. We like. We we are pro. We are. We're pro Harry here. Yeah. And I can't get over him in this James Corden content. Because mm. oh he filled it's in for James. Yeah. He's just so cute. He really is. I'm really happy for Mariah and I'm really happy for Harry. I think there's a lot of positivity going around. I'm also really happy for Taylor Swift. Um, she uh-huh. gave in a really awesome speech. It was at the, this is the Billboard Music, Music Awards, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was the Billboard like event. I don't know if it was awards. awards. And she was the artist of the decade there as well. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't seen her speech, you really should. I also found myself when she listed all of the women that you should be following. I was like, I too will write these names down. (laughs) Totally. Like I, I, that was, that's what Taylor's so good at, you know, like those kinds of moments and they're so kitschy. And so like, um, when she gets really kind of on a soapbox, it's like a little annoying and a little bit like, okay, Taylor, come on already. But it's, it is what she is so good at. She's a good storyteller. She's a good communicator. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah. I found it to be super sincere because she's so incredibly awkward. Yeah. She was like making jokes that no one was laughing at. And she was like, you could clap to that. <laughs> I was Ooh. like, this is so awkward. Like long Bush energy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I would, I would check it out if you haven't seen it already. Um, and I think we're actually just going to dive in. Speaking of artists of the decade, um, mm-hmm. She was my artist of the decade on my Spotify account, so I seem yeah. to be in tune with me the too. Wah, wah. Really? Maybe? Yes. Wow, I'm Both shook. Yes. Both of you. Not yours, Hannah. Ariana. Ariana Grande. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what was surprising? I actually wouldn't have no guessed this. Um, although it wasn't a secret from Spotify, but Ariana Grande was my top artist 2016, 17, 18, and 19. <laughs> Wow. I don't remember her being my top artist in 2016. Wow. But I, what, I've always loved her. So what I find actually interesting Mimi about the Taylor Swift artist of the decade is that she wasn't on Spotify for that long. Mm, that's a good point. So it means that yep. like we've both listened to her a lot of times to make her yes. the artist of the decade. Cause she, when did she join Spotify? Like 2018? Maybe a little earlier, but. Hmm. No, I just said maybe 17, but it might be. Might I, yeah, I, I think it was like a little earlier, um, twenty maybe late 2016 or 2017. But even still, that, that point still stands because, yeah, we had a lot of time to not be listening to her on Spotify. I bought 1989 because on iTunes. Yeah. yeah. And it yeah, wasn't on, Reputation wasn't on Spotify at first either. Like, right, uh, I bought Reputation okay. too. All right. So it was, so it was. 2018, I think. 2018, yeah. Yeah. So wow. you had to work really, really hard 
for Taylor Swift to be your artist of the decade. The point is that like Becky and I both deserve a vacation because of how hard we worked. Yeah. In case people didn't know, well, I guess this comes comes out January 2nd anyway, but Mimi and I did not take off the Christmas to New Year's time because uh-huh. we're busy listening to Taylor Swift to make sure she's the artist of the decade the next time around. Right, so, right, of course. Full-time um, job. My favorite actual story, shout out to my friend Kara, who accidentally left on 43 hours of white music, right. uh, like white noise, and that was her artist of the year. <laughs> it was like airplane sounds. <laughs> First of all, I like the idea of calling that white music. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not white. The so whitest. <laughs> you know what I meant. Anyway. No substance, no like in, in interesting creativity. It's just white music. Yeah. That's uh, honestly heroic. And that's my favorite story um, related to Spotify wrapped. I think that the whole thing is a little bit of a scam um, because there's no way that I, I listen to the. Jonas Brothers more than I listened to Nickelback in 2019 or any year. So begins I don't know. Incredible album. Well, sure. I mean, clearly you know that on some level. Yeah, on, on some level. Mimi, nothing but, is, embar- is as embarrassing as the fact that "Sugar" by Maroon Five was my number one played song of the decade. Okay. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> I don't understand. Speaking of white music, that was my number <laughs> yes. one song of the decade. Truly the whitest. Yes. I'm but wasn't that like up there for you too, Mimi? That song? It was not. It's oh, just God. that when we were, the reason, the reason you are processing it that way, I think, is because when we were driving back to DC oh. from Thanksgiving, the song came on a playlist I had and I was like, I used to really like the song and Hannah was like, what? Why? <laughs> I like it too, clearly. Yeah. My favorite thing to do is to yell at people for judging me for my taste in music and then turn around and judge whoever I am able to judge for their taste in music. And the only leg I can stand on is judging Yeah, that's fair. It's a beautiful wedding song. (laughs) Hannah, did you not say that she, you, I think Hannah said at the time, like, oh, this was such a wedding song in 2015 and 2016. And now all those people are probably divorced. No, that was, um, was that Shut Up and Dance? No, I think it was Sugar. No, maybe it was Shut Up and Dance. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it was one of those. I don't think that was a wedding song. Oh, okay. Okay. Well. Oh, no. Well, guys, I think we can dig in. Um, <laughs> let's. Let's. We've made it. Just wanted everyone to take a deep breath. Um, we've made it. It's the end of the decade. I think the 2010s were formative for all of us. They were extremely formative for me. I lost my virginity. I said goodbye to Hannah Montana and I wept to Bradley's Cooper's, Bradley's Cooper's, Bradley Cooper's death in A Star is Born. And spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen it by now and you haven't sang all of the songs, I, I was proud to know that the uh, A Star is Born soundtrack made it pretty, was pretty up there on my year recaps for Spotify wrapped. Nice. Those are some great songs. Uh, Lady Gaga had a good decade too. 
Um, That's a lot in one decade for you, Becky. I'm proud of you. Yeah. <laughs> How about you guys? What was your real life wrapped for the dec- for the decade? Real life wrapped. Oh my goodness. That's as scary as asking me what the playlist of my life is called. <laughs> yes. What's yeah, your Nick and right. infinite I playlist? <gasps> I just feel like I really found myself in the 2010s. Mm-hmm, I too. really, you know, learned how to balance the the fun and upbeat, you know, TikTok moments of life with the morose, alienated bad guys of life. You know, and and that's where I'm that's where I'm at every day now. Proud of myself. Mm. Yes. A lot of change, a lot of growing up, a lot of growing pains. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, taking taking the good you take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and then you have the facts of life. That's and it. That's that's where we're at at the end of the twenty tens. That's a great poem that Mimi wrote herself in the twenty tens. That's right, just now. <laughs> Sometimes you're happy and sad at the same time. Right. Uh, it's true. It's true. It's the end of the decade, but it's the start of an age. Mm. Epic. Can I said it better myself. We have now been with three decades of Taylor Swift. Three? Oh, yeah. 2009. I hear what you're saying. saying. Yeah. No, like we're, we're there in the yeah. third decade of Taylor Swift. That's crazy. Well, she she is aptly the uh, the artist of the decade for both me and yeah. Mimi and the Billboard Music Awards and the uh, and the American Music Awards. So, and my heart. Yes. Anyway, this decade has been wild. It's been a wild yes. pop music music. Right. This is the decade that brought us Instagram. It's the decade that brought us dating apps. Bearded uh-huh. men were back. Man buns were in the mix. Undercuts. Uh-huh. And the way that I kind of see it and the way that we can sort of like trace pop music through it or see the way it's reflected is, you know, this is a decade that was bookended by promises of radical change. Mm -hmm. If we think of Obama in the beginning and we think of sort of like where we're at with this election now, and it was punctuated by a lot of stagnation and massive backlash or white lash, but it was also punctuated by like the methodical monetization of the internet and memes that are funny and not like those like creepy 2010 bleak like reddit or 4chan forever alone memes and i don't know there's a lot of ways that we can trace pop music and we can think about different songs that were popular in specific years as reflective of the the sort of mood at the time or the zeitgeist and it's changed a lot as the internet has changed us and as politics have changed. And, um, you know, I think this was a decade of, in the beginning, it was super like pop music was super kind of brash and it was really bold and it was like about, yeah. it was glitzy and it was like in the club kind of. And um, huge, 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 maximized, like champagne drenched, like, <laughs> um and now and now it's you know there's like room for uh much more moodiness yeah um in every sort of sub genre of it it's not just like acoustic moodiness it's like electro pop music uh moodiness and 
you know, that has gone along with a lot of disillusionment that, that yeah. um, people have come to feel over the course of this decade. So yeah. interesting. I think especially Gen Zers who are like, cool, are like, are, you know, in the way that millennials have kind of been like, yeah, everything's burning, but like, haha, maybe we will be, you know, on boats in the ocean or maybe our grandkids will be. Gen Zers are kind of feeling it much more existentially. And that I feel like it's coming through in the Billie Eilishes of the world, but it even comes through in, um, you know, the, the three of us, um, we read this Vanity Fair article about like the evolution of pop through 10 songs. And one thing that came really clear to me is like, I mean, not to, this is a little reductive, but the before Royals by Lord and after Royals by Lord, like there was something about the early 2010s where it was like all the, the bigness, the maximalist, the like dance till, you know, your ass falls wherever it falls, whatever. And then Lord is like, fuck you guys. I'm 16 and broke and confused. And, but she didn't do that in like an emo or alt way. She did that in like, a, I'm going to make a song that you're going to fucking love. It's not going to be what you think, but it's still going to be a, a hit. I don't know if she thought it was going to be a hit, but it like fits. And then ever since then, it's kind of been like, there's more room for just the moodiness, the post Malone's, the, the Billie Eilish's of it that corresponds with the political world, not just this president, but like the, just the existential feeling of, of the way that the world is working right now, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you even think of it as like Taylor's 2012 hit was I knew you were trouble and like how like intense and like the beat of that song like dropped and it was like almost an EDM vibe. And then you think of what she just put out with lover and it's like a very different, sad type of music. And it's also why me was so dumb (laughs) because it's not, it's like read the room, Taylor. No one's into this right now. Sure. Um, yeah, it's really different. We're in a really different space, which as we should be, it's been 10 good years. Shouldn't be the same. Yeah. And it's going to lead into, I think we're going to see a lot more people like Billie Eilish. Yeah. Um, in this space, King Princess, I actually think is a similar yep. vibe to Billie Eilish. <laughs> I prefer King Princess's music to Billie Eilish, but I think they yeah. have similar vibes. Yeah. Um, There's room to choose. Yes. And that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. Yay. I think though now um, we're going to have a little fun and we're definitely going to editorialize too about the decade, but have a bunch of questions about our favorites of this decade, our favorite of, sorry, this year of our decade and make some predictions. And Mm. I'm sure that that'll lead to also some deep angsty thoughts from the three of us. Um, Okay. Let's start out with what was your favorite song of 2019? I think mine was Cruel Summer. I just, I just fucking love that song. Um, I just think it like is such a good Taylor song, but really gave me something new. Um, I, my Pilates teacher played it today in class and that felt really weird and I didn't like it. I was doing a plank when it happened and I was kind of confused, but I also still really liked it. And the other day I was walking with Logan on the street and I was singing to myself and I got too excited and I said, he looks up grinning like the devil and I kind of said devil like a little bit loudly and these people that were walking like towards me got really scared. <laughs> I, like, I was like devil like that. And they got really scared of me, but it just really gets in you. It gets stuck in your head. And I just think it was a really good song um, that Taylor put out, but that was like, you know, good on its own. I think mm-hmm. so too. Yeah. 
It's a great one. Mine was Motivation by Normani. You know, it's just... It is so good. It's, it's got that early 2000s, like, horn, that brass situation. The music video is amazing and harkens back to some of my faves, J-Lo and Ja Rule mm-hmm. moments. And it's just an excellent song. And, yeah. and you know, it just it's just sort of... It's not that often that you see a song by a new artist or hear a song and see a music video and you're like, okay, this is like a force to be reckoned with. This person is really on the rise and really talented. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think my favorite song, um, I'm waiting with a bated breath for Haim to drop its new album, Mm -hmm. but now I'm in it. If you haven't listened to it, it's one of their best. It's definitely a shadoobadoobop style. But it's, it hits the right spots. Mm-hmm. Heim song. Um, what was your favorite album then? All right. Mine, if anyone knows me, was Lizzo's Cause I Love You. It's a perfect album. It's a no skip album. No skips. It's Not a perfect one. album. And I cannot wait to see what she does next and drops another album hopefully soon. Yeah. I'm sure she's making new stuff. I'm proud of her. Um, I think my favorite album of the year was Thank You Next, which feels like it was so much older than it doesn't feel like it came from this year. Um, and I guess some of the songs came earlier, but, um, the album was just like such a great start of the year. And I feel like it really carried through and seeing her on tour with Normani, of course, was so amazing. And I just feel like that's another just really special album, especially for it to, um, for it to come so quickly and to come like really from the heart was just felt like really, really special. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, mine was dedicated by Carly Rae Jepsen because we morally deserved a new album by her and there are no skips on this album either. It's really just excellent. And, um, I don't know. I, I love like a late spring album that just kind of like sets you on a path. And that's what, that's what this album is like. So yeah. Seasons of faves. Mm-hmm. Episode one of the B-sides ever. Yes. Amazing. Um, speaking of favorite albums, uh, Amy Klobuchar also loved the Lizzo album and really yes. loved the <laughs> song Like a Girl because there's a line in it when it says, woke up feeling like I might just run for president. And it's seared in my mind that she tweeted that the oh, day that yeah. the Lizzo album came out in April. Really so, capitalizing on that Minnesota yeah. Western situation. Yeah. She's not my favorite contender for the Democratic nomination, but uh, all three of us, I think, agree on ours, but I'm, I'm open to hear. Our favorite contender for the Democratic nomination? Yes. Um, my, I think mine's, mine's still Warren, baby. I think mine is too. I'm, I'm also, I'm pretty into Sanders. I'm not going to yeah. lie about that. I love them both. I'm not into Bernie Sanders, but sure. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a double stan. I love them both, but um, yeah, I mean, please, if one of them could pull this off, please, please, someone, I beg you. <laughs> um, and now for our questions of the decade, this is hard. What's your favorite song of the decade? Well, mine is very specific. It is 
I mean, this is, you know, yeah, this is an impossible question and yet I have an answer so hard. is the one D the one direction version of Weedus's teenage dirtbag. I've never heard it. It's so oh, good. You're in for a treat. I'm going to send you, I mean, it, it comes in music video format, which is also a treat. Oh, and I'm I going, have to watch. Yeah. You're getting, you're getting sent this and then you're it's getting sent special. right after. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I had the privilege of filling out this Google doc after Mimi had already filled out hers and she said that. And I was like, yes, that is the correct answer. But my other answer besides One Direction's cover of Teenage Dirtbag, I think my favorite song of the decade, and I'll have a different opinion tomorrow and the next day, um, was Out of the Woods by Taylor mm-hmm. Swift. I love that song, and I feel like it's an appropriate song to pick for the song of the, the decade because I had a number of conversations that were very formative for me and kind of like thinking like pre-B-sides about like what pop identity meant for me. Um, like a very formative story for me was when the music video came out and I like was with some of my friends when I found out that it was out and I like ran to the corner to watch it. And I like burst into tears because it was like so moving and I was just like losing my mind. And this guy who was like really a music snob and always, we always would fight about pop music and, you know, whether or not to take it seriously. He said he was like, at first he was making fun of me. And then he was like realizing that I like fucking loved it. And he was like, I honestly don't think I realized until this moment that like you really meant it when you said you loved pop music. Like I thought that that was like just a boring personality trait. I didn't realize it was like special to you. And I didn't realize it could have this effect on people. And I was like, yes, this is what I've been fucking saying. And then we started this project together, the three of us, because of that kind of like vibe. So out of the woods, I think. One of my faves. Love it. Becky, what about you? Timber Mm. uh, by Kesha. It's featuring Pitbull. No, Pitbull or Florida? Florida. Mr. Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Pitbull. 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 Yeah. Sorry. I, it's bad that I get the two of them mixed up, but like, it's an amazing song. Um, <laughs> it is easily the best song in the, it's probably my favorite song in the entire world. <laughs> Nothing pumps me up more than that song. That hook is undeniable. It's the best. It's, I, I can't like literally my face is smiling thinking about it that is. beautiful song. Like it's going I'm yelling timber. Oh my God. You're glowing. I do honestly also want to give a shout out to Bruno Mars because I think Uptown Funk might be one of the best ones of the decade as well. And I know Bruno hasn't been so active recently or maybe he has and I haven't been paying attention, but he is extremely talented. And I think there's a lot to be said when my mom loves Bruno Mars Mm -hmm. because she thinks of him as a young Frank Sinatra. Whoa. A lot of people, it's not just her that think that, but yes. Yeah, interesting. Um, and Uptown Funk is a really, really great standard pop song. What was that tweet that was like, Bruno Mars is like if Prince was raised in a Target or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, That's yeah. true. I feel like Uptown Funk ended up with a pretty bad rap at the end of this decade. Like, I feel like when it came out, it was like, um, I actually, I loved it. And then I think maybe it just, it, it had the the curse of being overplayed that people now kind of like really write it off. But when it has so much depth and interesting things going on in that song. 
I never liked it. What? But I respect your opinions. Nope. Yep. I never liked it. And I'm I, shook. I was listening to it, the radio a lot when it was on the radio. Um, I was in my car a lot, driving a lot. And the bridge, just eventually I was like, I cannot do this anymore. And then I dreaded it coming on. Um, but that said, I respect your opinions and I see, I see ways in which, you know, it is, um, a a great song for a lot of people. And if I had to pick a runner, a third one, so I'm, Uh I'm sorry, but sorry by Justin Bieber also, how do you not dance to that song? You must. You must. Which leads us in. That no, was no, no, no. Made me realize how much I love Julia Michaels. Cause I was like, who, Oh wow. The person who wrote issues wrote this. What? Oh no, wait. Issues came next, but I knew whatever it was. I remember realizing who the, who the writer was. And I was like, I think I like this person. And then she came out with issues and I was like, wow. It's just a great example of that sort of like electro pop upbeat sound, but like kind of sad lyrics, you know, yeah. not, not yeah. glitzy in the club. Totally. And great music video. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, that's how I got my friend Maya, B-Sides listener, into Justin Bieber. She didn't believe me, but I turned her. Welcome to the party, Maya. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Your favorite album. This I actually don't have an answer for. Um, there's so many I love. It I was, was going to ask if there's so many or because it's just like no, not one sticks out for you. No. I mean, look, Red, I think is um definitely one of the best albums out there such a great album really formative for taylor yeah um i also love 1989 too yeah um and yeah and lemonade which are all answers that you guys wrote so So good so good Uh, yeah Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, it's sort of, it's a really tough one because, you know, albums are more multifaceted than songs. Mm -hmm. Duh, this is obvious. But so it's sort of, it makes you choose the direction a little bit more of like, what, what do I mean when I say top album? But I went with Lemonade just because I thought it was like amazing music and, and genre bending, but also, um sort of like that same thing but politically as well so like yeah. musically and politically genre bending and it was just incredible and it was just an yeah it was an incredible um you know visual album as well so such a feat yeah. um I love that I, yeah I feel like albums really serve different purposes for you in any given moment which of course songs do too I I definitely I had read up there in terms of just albums that just like were very important to me um, and lasted me through a lot of different kinds of um, life stages, even though it was all in the last, you know, seven years. Um, and the other album that I, I actually looked through my Spotify, like top of the decade to see what previous years were, was up there. And both Anti and Talk That Talk by Rihanna were songs or albums, I'm sorry, that I listened to a lot in the earlier, well, Talk That Talk earlier and anti as well um and talk that talk i was just looking through as we were making this and i was like oh right i love every one of these songs they're yes. so good they're yes. so good 
So I don't know if that's like the most special and important album to me of the decade, but it's one that I just feel like is super underrated at this point, even though a lot of the songs on it are just like the songs that we love from Rihanna so much. And um, sure. Yeah, love them both. We don't talk about it enough anymore. We don't. We gotta bring it back. May, May the, 20, May the 2020s bring us a new Rihanna album as well. I know. She promised us this that it was going to be in 2019. She promised. Rihanna Ooh. leads into a artist of the decade. Uh-huh. I think people are so, not Ariana is not my artist of the decade. Ariana. Rihanna is not my artist of the decade, but she is a amazing singer and even more amazing businesswoman. Yeah. She's had an incredible career in the 2010s even if she didn't give us another album if all she had done was the love on the brain performance in that yellow dress and that would have still been one of the best careers of all time but instead she just did she just she can't be stopped she has like a vision i think in a way that beyonce does too Mm -hmm. um you know that is just like totally um it's just another level it's just another level She's a great collaborator, a great creator. So she's definitely one of the artists of the decade for me. Yeah. Uh, for me, though, had I known that Mimi was going to be so anti-Bruno Mars, but I kind of think he was the artist of the decade. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, like, he performed at the Super Bowl, lest we forget. Like, I, I think he's really had a breakout career. Granted, I don't know he's been up to the past two years. Someone can fill me in. I should do a quick Google. I hope he's okay. Um but I, I think him and I think that Ariana Grande as well. Um, mm-hmm. She came on to our radar in the early, into like 2012, 2013 yeah. as a pop singer, minus Um And she's really built an empire. Yeah, totally, totally. And I agree. I think, I also do think Bruno Mars is immensely talented and I do like a lot of his songs. So I'm, I'm with you all the way. Um, mine was Beyonce. Like, I feel like nothing I say will do justice to everything that she has done in her career, but especially this decade and the way that she has sort of just like elevated her game from what it was 10 years ago when we were listening to um, Halo and Ego and Sweet Dreams and all of those songs. Um, so yeah, sort of for the similar reasons to what I laid out above about Lemonade, I gotta go with Beyonce. Yeah, that checks out for me too. I feel like we've now had two full decades of her like changing the rules, rewriting the rules, just like bringing us all along. And it really kind of feels like it's Beyonce's world and we're just living in it. So she was the person I thought of for Artist of the Decade as well. I just, I think that she's like totally unparalleled before her. And I think after her, there'll be no one like her also. Like this is just, we're, we're in a in a very special moment that's really just all hers. Yeah, and um, that has also made me realize I saw Beyonce twice in in the span of a year, in 2013 oh. and 2014. And Hannah, I think you were there for one of those. Yes, yes I think that's the only time Hannah and I have seen um, someone together. Yeah. Um, which I've just realized on the spot now. But that also made me realize that this, going into 2020, this will be our fourth decade of Beyonce. <gasps> which is massive. Oh my God. And the number four is her number. So if oh, there's wow. any way that she can blast off even more in the next decade, it's going to happen. Ah! That's um, got me so excited. I just did a quick Google search, by the way, and Bruno Mars is about to hit up in a Las Vegas residency. So oh, they're, 
is even more urgency for me to get there to see him and then top it off with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, are we going? Yeah, we have to go. Okay. You don't like Bruno Mars, though. Yes, I do. Okay. All right, fine. If he, plays, if he performs sure. that punk, though, I'm walking out. <laughs> I think I'm I... I'm going to say he probably does. He I, yeah. I also want to give an honorable mention to Lady Gaga. Um, yes. She has really, like the other people that we've mentioned, um, she broke out of her mold a little bit with Star Stars Born, and if... There could be a hundred people in the room and all it takes is one person. Tonight people don't see you, but it only takes that one person. And I see you, Stephanie. So And if you say that a hundred times <laughs> in every interview, that's like one of my funniest bits. And that's honestly one of the most meme worthy songs or video or videos, I guess, out there um for the decade. Yes. I don't know about you guys if what else you thought. Um yeah, um, you know, obviously, I, that one for sure, and then obviously, Hotline Bling is is a top one for me. You know, Ugh. so meme worthy, the best yeah. meme worthy. That that was everywhere. I feel like um, Hello by Adele is also so meme worthy, even though it's like it's it's very very earnest, which maybe is why it works as a meme. Yeah. But like that was really fun back in 2015 and 2016. It, yeah, it had. Nope. Yes, it had a shorter lifespan, but it lived a lot in that in that amount of time. It was really everywhere. It was beautiful. Oh, we love you, Adele. And what was your least favorite viral song? Ugh, Gangnam Style. Yeah, I'm 100% behind you. Agreed. I also hated Superman that hell. What is that, Soldier Boy? Was that this decade? That could have been the last decade. I think that was in 2007. Okay, well, I was a freshman in high school. I'm but still <laughs> thinking about it. That's how much it lasts. The afterlife. Yeah, the afterlife I still hate powerful. that. Sorry, I still hate that. It's going to be 2075, and Becky's going to be like, do not tell me to <laughs> Superman that hoe. <laughs> I'm going to be in the car. Well, not driving because I don't have a driver's license, but in theory, I'll be in the car with my grandchildren and the song will come up as like songs from the early 2000s. And I'll be like, turn this car around, get me out. Do you think you'll have a driver's license by 2075? I kind of hope at the age of not 80, how old will I be then? 80? I shouldn't be driving regardless, so. Right. Great. Self-driving yeah. car will just take you from place to place. I'll yeah. be driven in my limo uh, when sitting with my grandkids being like, turn this fucking radio soldier boy that hoe off. Such a bad song. <laughs> um, okay. So clearly that was wrong. I take it back. Um, who started out promising this decade and who uh-huh. was barely on the radar and is now successful? I thought this was a great question. I think that someone in our Instagram uh, posted, gave this to us and I love it. I think for me, um, there was a bunch of people that were like really big in 09 that I thought were going to like be the next pop stars. Like Jay Sean, he's the one with Down. Down How could we forget? Right, of course. Um, no, I was kind of yeah, saying Lil that. Wayne. Like, right? Little Wayne was also on that track. Dan, like she posted the she gives down all over me. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, I like the economy. So good. That was like a perfect example of what you were saying earlier of like, being like, everything is bad, but it's fun. And now it's like, everything is bad and it's not fun. I don't yeah. like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. We're tired. We don't Superman like, that hoe anymore. 
No, we don't. I feel like that crew I thought was going to have a lot more staying power. Tayo Cruz. Oh, yeah. Mimi wrote that down. Sorry, Mimi, to steal your thunder. Um, if Carrie Hilson, Hil- um, you know, and then I think that someone who was um, around, but I did not think at all about in the early part of this decade, even though I know other people were paying attention, was Sia. Mm-hmm. Um, she had like, she was a, she was a songwriter and musician at that time. I don't think I, I cared at all about her. And then um, ever since Titanium, which was in 2012, it's been a long oh. time. She's really like, uh, she's really, I had a ton of success that I think is incredibly well-earned. I think she's an amazing artist. I don't love all of her songs. I just think she's like really talented and um, I do. proud of her. Yeah. Um, so I had B.O.B. Very yeah. promising in 2010, 2011. I saw them uh, in concert in 2010. Nice. Yeah, me too. No, like I, I, you probably saw them out of college. I like paid yeah. to see it. To okay. See in concert. Well, <laughs> I saw. Um, he had an album. Nice. I saw him with Motion City soundtrack, which oh, was wow. a really bizarre duo, but that's what we pulled together at my college. Right. Um, and also LMFAO, which. <laughs> I mean, we're every, they were everywhere. They rock were the everywhere. beat and rock the show. Yeah. But again, like that does not fit with where we're at now. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, I have no problem with them being gone. No. Shots, 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 shots. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, really? That's what you got for me? Really? I was like maybe 21 and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but someone who was around and is our age, but is, you know, now successful, that doesn't have a super, super recent album, um, but was unheard of in 2010 is Sam Smith. Mm-hmm. Another one. Good times with him. So good. Good, so sad good. times. Good, sad times. Sad times. So true. And songs, what they do is create songs that you don't realize are sad. Some of them do. Some of them are very clear, you know. But some songs are like, wow, I'm dancing and this is fun. And, oh, it's really sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I remember I finding out they were our age and I was like really surprised because I thought they were much older than us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of sad songs, I took a similar route. Um, I like the Lumineers, oh, yeah. Mumford and Sons. Like I know Mumford and Sons went on tour recently with Maggie Rogers, but I'm like, what are they up to really? Maybe I'm wrong. People tell me I'm wrong. Um, and Macklemore, he really – Start out on a high. He did. In 2012, 2013. Yep. Yeah, bad stuff. I don't know what happened to him, but he's he's off the radar. Bye. Um, love you, Thrush Shop. I, I love Thrush Shop, and I, I did love Can't Hold Us. And I know yeah. that song got overplayed, but I did not get sick of it. I love that song. Mm-hmm. The album was great. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know really. I think he might have had a baby or something. Yes, definitely. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Also, I know this is a typo, and I don't know if it's fun on a podcast <laughs> talking about a, a, a I know. Podcast, we, we have to call attention to the fact that Mimi, that Becky wrote Mumford, comma, Macklemore and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> it was clearly a stream of consciousness. I, that's why I laughed earlier, because I read it over. Um, and the next, the person who... Yeah. Wasn't on the radar really, but it's now successful as Robin. Yeah. Um, I think Robin, I mean, she made it the ultimate comeback and her totally. newest album, Honey, is awesome. 
Um, and she's just so fun and great. And I'm glad that she's she successful. Great, she had a great career much earlier. I know. That's what I'm saying. Just like keeps making the comeback. Yeah. 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 Um, so one of my favorite questions is what was the worst collab of the decade? It's a hard question. Cause there were some really, really bad ones. Um, mine is honestly the chain smokers with literally anyone because the chain smokers are awful. Um, but I have the chain smokers in this Chelsea ballerini song. Um, it's, and I don't, it's bad. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely agree with that. I had a pretty, there are a lot to choose from, but I had a pretty visceral reaction and my reaction was Charlie Puth and Megan Trainer. Boo. That was horrible. You got the healing that I want Just like they say in the song Till the dawn, let's burn again, get it on You got to give it up to me Yeah. And you feel like they were both forced at gunpoint to sing that song. Yes. Yes. <laughs> How do they stand by that song as artists? Megan Trainer is a weirdo. He is a weirdo. And Charlie Puth is too in his yes. own way. Yeah. They both are. And yet, like, and it didn't mix at all. So it was like, you're both weird. It's weird to deal with that. And then, like, the way you are together is also super weird. It was just like a cheese grater to my senses i don't know i hated it she's greater to the senses yes that's on the promotional port poster for, <laughs> for <Marvel>. it <laughs> um my least favorite um was lady gaga and r kelly do what you want with my body excuse me lady gaga like really and this was before some of the things we now know about r kelly but not really like we knew people knew and i remember being like wait a minute First of all, you should not make a, a song with this person. And second of all, you're going to call that song, do what you want with my body. Like, that's what you're going to call it. I remember being like actually mad at her. Yeah. Yeah, that's bad. I forgot about that. Me too. That's egregious. Yeah. That's do, you remember, do you remember Lady Gaga's tweet? I forgot about art pop. I cut oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> she tweeted it out. <laughs> that's funny. Um, what was the most influential song of the decade? Mm. Okay. I went literal with this. What'd you go with? Fight song. Because it's what single-handedly lost Hillary Clinton the election? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And it'll be forever. I can't not hear that song and not think of that horrible time in life and like everyone at the Javits Center crying with fight song playing in the background. (laughs) Yes, we cannot emphasize enough how important it is to choose a good rally song and not choose Fight Song by Rachel Platten. Is Rachel Platten okay? Has someone done a, like, a wellness check on her since 2016? No, I don't know. Not, I hope not that last talked about her either. I hope the Hillary campaign like pays her out like every month or something. She gets a cut of the campaign. That seems right. fair. Yeah. Cover her therapy. Yeah. <laughs> what's her fight song you know like mm. she needs I one guess, like this is my fight song like what's her fight song mm. yeah anyway um I'll be brief because I've sort of already talked about this a lot but mine is dancing on my own by Robin mm. because this song came out at the very beginning of the decade in 2010 mm. and it's just had the entire decade to sort yeah. of unfold 
and affect other music. And mm-hmm. I think that it's done that a lot. And this goes with what we're talking about in the way that pop has evolved in that it is like an amazing, like electro pop, absolute bop, but then it's also sad, you know, so it's mournful of a relationship and it's both of those things at the same time. And that is something that a lot of artists um, have taken up. Like Robin has, has, pave the way for a lot of more recent artists to do the same thing, whether it's Carly Rae, Charlie XCX, Muna, like all of these people. Um, And so that's why that's, that's my, oh, and it's also provided a lot of fodder for the trend of like acoustic covers of pop songs. Like that, that was, that had a massive, um, you know, acoustic cover moment. Um, that's still going and you know a lot of songs I think followed suit it also makes me always think of the girls soundtrack like the tv show girls yeah which we're not here to discuss because that's opening up a it's getting on the third rail but it had a good soundtrack yeah it did it really did have you heard the theory that dancing on my own is saying from the perspective of the girlfriend and call your girlfriend yeah (laughs) something Um, to think about I love that song. It's very special. Um, I think my most influential influential song of the decade is Despacito. That song was fucking mm-hmm. everywhere. And I will say, I thought that there was going to be a little more Latin pop coming out of then. Um, that song and that era than there was. You did it. It's such a weird accent. I said that super well and easily and with like no issues. Um <laughs> anyway um you're right there really wasn't that much there wasn't as much there was okay I don't think I like it could have been as big as it was maybe like that was big surely Liam Payne would not have come out with familiar but I don't know if he needed to Mm. so although I think it's a good song but um Mm -hmm. I think that like uh Jay Balvin and there's a number of people that I think are now big not as big as Despacito big but I think that was like a huge uh tipping point in our in pop culture I think it was a great one. Got a little bit much towards the end of that summer, but mostly it's a bop. Anything yeah. for Justin? Anything? Um, all right. Sadly, we can do this fast. Who'll be president in 2020? <gasps> one, <Trump>. two, three, Trump. <laughs> we all said that we think it's gonna be Trump. Sorry. Prove us wrong, America. Prove us wrong. Um, and the, who no, break- the no Trump in 2020 challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, back to the fun stuff. Who will break through the charts? Um, I have Khaled. Mm. I think he's great. And he's had a lot of bops mm. this year that I've loved. And I think he's just very, uh, he's just very down to earth, it seems. Yeah. And, and uh, I don't know. He's just, he's got a lot of great, got a lot of great beats. Thank you for reminding us about him because I feel like he is big and he has gotten a lot of like good recognition, but still sometimes when we talk about like Gen Z pop or music and how it's been really shifting, sometimes people don't talk about him, but I actually think like he is, he is a prime example, maybe even more so than Billie Eilish because she's like so, she's like so much in the stratosphere. It's almost like not like, uh, that's who I wrote is who's going to break through the charts. It's Billie Eilish is going to be like a totally household name in a way that like my parents still don't know who Billie Eilish is, but they know 
they even know who Harry Styles is. We were just talking about him. Like they'll, they're going to know who Billie Eilish is, but I just, I think Khalid, Khalid, I don't know how to say his name, Khalid, whatever it is, um, is like actually much more, actually is a, is a better example to paint the picture of like what Gen Zers want to be listening to and what kind of music they want to be creating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Normani is going to have a breakthrough. Totally. Board. She better. Totally. And I just always hope King Princess because yes. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, um, artists to watch, I think that we can all agree that Normani is definitely an artist that you should be watching yes. um, as well as I think that Maggie Rogers, and she's, she's gotten quite a bit of fame now, but I think in the next decade, she will go even further and also King Princess. Totally. And I, I, one of the reasons I put Normani and I love that we were all on the literal exact same page about her um, is because like even thinking about um, Mimi, when you were talking about motivation earlier, you know, that was one of her like first big singles. It's not her, it was not her first, but it was one of her first, certainly in her first like year of being um, a solo artist. And it was, the whole artistic vision was brilliant. And like, usually when someone goes off solo, even if they're successful later, what they'll say about their first few years was like, I was trying to find my voice. I had a really hard time coming up with my vision. I didn't know who to listen to. I didn't know who I was, the kind of music I wanted to make. And when she tells her story in 10 years, it's going to just cut right past all that shit because right away she knew the kind of person she wanted to be. She wanted to be on an Ariana Grande tour and make fucking awesome pop music that also is like kind of um, you know, a lot of the hip hop and pop world is really mushing right now in the best ways. And she is like, t- she kind of took a new take on, on like all the different genres that have influenced her. And that just means if she's this good now, it just means that we have like no idea what's in store for us, which I'm excited about. Absolutely. hundred percent. Couldn't have said it any better. Yes. And so what are some new genres that we think will be created or named? Mm. I said goth pop. <laughs> what does that mean? Who knows? It's it's stemming again from one of the big themes here of like uh sad, but perhaps more than that. Yeah. Um kind of pop music, a, a different darker direction. And you know, I think we should just start naming it and let's name it goth pop. Let's. I wrote scary pop. Which sounds like a spice girl. But yeah. for the same kind of reason. Yeah, we're getting into that spooky, scary life. Yeah, I said angsty pop because I think of like King Princess and Billie Eilish, like angsty pop stars. Yeah. Um, which leads us to our last question, which is some 2020 predictions. Becky, I love yours. You go first. Yes. Um, I think that Rebecca Black is going to make her comeback, kind of like Carly Rae Jepsen, and actually be really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish. Yes. Broken dream. Rebecca Black, if you're listening. Got to get down on Friday. First of all, Rebecca Black, if you're listening, come on this show, please. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. Yes. <laughs> Rebecca always Black farther, she has farther to redeem herself than Carly Rae. Carly Rae didn't have to redeem herself. She just had to prove that she could do it again. Or yeah, like do- I guess you're right. But I, but I know I know the point that you're making for sure. And Rebecca Black, she certainly has a long way to go, but she's not giving up. She is People not- think she's a joke. And people thought Carly Rae was a joke. Um, I love that prediction. I'm so here for it. I'm on our show. <laughs> my prediction is that the minute we all get used to Billie Eilish, like my example before that my dad would know who Billie Eilish, 
Eilish is, the minute we get used to her, there's a new Billie Eilish. Mm. Someone we can't even predict right now and someone who will scare me even more. Scary pop. It sounds like a bait and switch with herself. Maybe that's what it's going to be. She's just going to be like, she's going to pull like a Lady Gaga and have a jazz face. <laughs> I was going to ask as a follow-up, like, do you have any sense of what direction you could see it going? Or is it such a bait and switch that it just will always sort of come out of seemingly nowhere? I think if we predict it, it will, it, we can't. Yes. It mm-hmm. will come out of nowhere. It will come where we least expect it. Ooh. Um, mine are perhaps a little more boring, but I mean, my first was just like, you know, is Adele going to hit us with a new album? She's supposed to, I think. And like, what kind of memes will come out of that? And then my other is that when the Dixie Chicks hit us with a new album, you know, I would really love if they would become, and this depends on what happens next year politically, but would they become a regular part of the national conversation again? Please, that's what I want. But in a way that's not super hurtful to them. But I want them in the mix. Well, you heard it here first, folks. If any of these things come true, we will talk about them. And See, that's our last show yay. of the decade and the year. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be taking a brief hiatus, but we will be back. Um, and in that meantime, we're still around. We'd love to talk with you. Follow us on Instagram at listen to the B-sides on Twitter at the B-sides pods and join our Facebook group by searching the B space sides or going to B-I-T dot dot L-Y slash B-sides F book group. Email us with any questions you have or listen to the B-sides or just late night rants you have um and maybe they'll become ideas for the newsletter because do not forget we may not be recording this podcast but there will still be a newsletter that is coming up with playlists and they're super fun for example today hannah put out a playlist with fletcher and i was like hannah whoa reading my wavelength i've been listening to that song undrunk like many times in the past month that's wild that we did not touch base about that i love we that. did not touch base about fletcher and i asked, honestly was going to text you about fletcher but then i forgot and then you put on the playlist and I was like damn we have so much in common we should start a podcast so much I know we should like (laughs) hang out um anyway thanks for that's it subscribe rate and review five stars please use the word decade uh so we know you listen to this episode and we will not be seeing you in two Wednesdays but we're always there Mm -hmm. if you need us just give us a hoot and a holler and we'll see you soon um I'm Becky I'm Mimi. I'm Hannah Zoe. Bye. Thank you all so much. Bye. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) Horizon shine.